Light from the Heart of Darkness I remember when David McBride's father, William McBride, was presented to the world as a hero for exposing the drug thalidomide. Both David and his father, William, are whistleblowers, David in the Afghan files and William about the abnormalities produced in children by thalidomide. David is charged with breaching the Defence Act for releasing information to people that weren't entitled to it and it wasn't his duty to do so. A question of duty. Military whistleblower. David McBride, interviewed by Michael West, gives some insights into why he went to Afghanistan as a soldier. I'm from a wealthy family. I went to a good school in Sydney. Uh, I joined the British military first. Uh, I went to Sandhurst. I went to Oxford University. I was never, um, uh, like Julian Assange, I was never sort of against the Americans. I was never against the British. I really believed in the rule of law. I did a tour of operations in Northern Ireland. David said that he was an idealist and believed in authority and that he believed Australia and Britain were doing the right thing. I came back. I was a barrister in Sydney and I joined. Um, I, I found the law a little bit too... Uh, it lacked the public service um, that I wanted, and uh, I, I rejoined the Australian Army at my wife's suggestion, but this time as a lawyer. Before I was just a soldier, but as a, as a lawyer. And I found it the perfect combination of what was important to me. I was half lawyer, half soldier, half defending the country, um, using my legal brain. I had a good career. I did um, two tours of Afghanistan, and, and not everybody gets selected to go to Afghanistan. The misconceptions that whistleblowers are sort of uh, are activists or bomb throwers generally were people that um, very much believe in doing the right thing. When we believe, we believe the propaganda that actually the the government is good and the government follows the law. What does that make whistleblowers who are at odds with the military-industrial complex from the outset? Are we to infer that Julian Assange is an activist or a bomb thrower? And what about Grace Tame and Brittany Higgins? Are we to think that they have a political agenda when they exposed our parliamentarians for their lies and hypocrisy in their treatment of sexual harassment and abuse? David McBride was nearly 30 years of age when his father was exposed as a fraudster and was struck off the medical register. Many women suffered as a result of his father's falsification of drug trials. William McBride got away with it for years because he had been made a hero for detecting that thalilamide caused abnormalities in children. Was McBride the elder looking for recognition? He was not a researcher, he was a paediatrician. It may not have been William McBride who discovered that thalidomide caused defects in children. At least one ABC report claims it was a midwife at the hospital, Sister Pat Sparrow. The report was titled Dr. William McBride, Flawed Character Credited with Linking Thalilamide to Birth Defects. In the end, it was a geneticist and paediatrician, Professor Woodekind Lenz, who discovered how thalidomide caused abnormalities. Iraq. Since the early 1990s, the Coalition of the Willing was using depleted uranium, DU, causing widespread abnormalities in Iraqi children. The Gulf War may have been a triumph against Saddam Hussein, but increased numbers of cases of cancer 
among war veterans and Iraqi civilians have been alleged ever since and have been linked to the use of DU. The Lancet, February 2001. The effects of depleted uranium was exposed by The Lancet, the same medical journal that published William McBride's letter in December 1961 about the lilimide. So as it turns out, David, David's father was a whistleblower as well. The letter to The Lancet read, The Lilimide and Congenital Abnormalities Sir, congenital abnormalities are present in approximately 1.5% of babies. In recent months I have observed that the incident of multiple severe abnormalities in babies delivered of women who were given the drug thalidomide during pregnancy as an anti-emetic or as a sedative to be almost 20%. These abnormalities are present in structures developed from the mesenchyme, i.e. the bones and musculature of the gut. Bony development seems to be affected in a very striking manner, resulting in polydactyly, syndactyly, and failure of development of long bones, abnormally short femora and radii. Have any of your readers seen similar abnormalities in babies delivered of women who have taken this drug during pregnancy? Hurstville, New South Wales, W.G. McBride. So that is... Dr. William McBride's letter to The Lancet in December 1961. William McBride's son, David, went to Oxford. So what did he learn there? He joined the British Army, went to police Northern Ireland for the British and did two tours of duty in Afghanistan. Young men and women in the British Army got blown up by IEDs throughout that 20-year war. David gives his own testimony of the murders and the horrors by Australian soldiers. Crime occurred and a child was murdered and it was covered up by a government official. That's a crime and people need to speak. And, and no matter, I, I will, they, could, they could execute me, but I will never say that it's okay for the government to stop people talking about murders of children by soldiers because the government say, you know, that's, that's wrong. According to David McBride, the Australian military was ineffective against a part-time insurgency. If equipment was enough to win a war, we would have won the war. But it, we couldn't even beat the Taliban with all this fancy drones and supersonic jets. And um, so, so it's <laughs> so hard to march. Yeah, we need a bit more than that. And we saw mm. it in... Um, uh, one of the things, this is as I was becoming, one of the things I got angry with, there was a very good plane that they used over there. It's, it's, a, it's a Cold War 50s design called the Warthog. Flies slow, got a big cannon on it, and it was perfect for fighting the Taliban. When you're stuck down and they're surrounding you and this slow plane comes in, it's like, and it goes bang, 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 bang. You know you're going to be all right. Anyway, um, they had plenty of them. They could have kept making them, but they phased them out. And the soldiers on the ground said, what are you getting rid of our best weapon for? And they bought in these, the F-35, $6 billion, which wasn't even as good. 
you know, because it, it flew so fast, you couldn't just hit the targets on the ground. You have to come back for another one. By that time, everyone was dead, you know. But because Boeing or McDonald, whoever was pushing them in Washington... Response by the Australian government. It would be inconceivable that Australia, as a US alliance partner, would not join in military action. Minister for Defence Peter Dutton, in response to former Prime Minister Keating's contention that Australia should not follow the United States into a war over the South China Sea. Does the Defence Minister Dutton seriously think we should have another Vietnam? this time against a numerous and well-armed military, the largest army on earth. Are people more likely to listen to an ex-soldier sprouting patriotism as part of his spiel than to peace activists or to people like Assange, Snowden, Manning, Tame or Higgins? Plenty of people went to Oxford, but few chose a path to Northern Ireland to fight Republicans or Afghanistan to fight the Taliban. McBride seems to have learnt his lesson. He is pretty anti-establishment now. Or perhaps this was always a family trait. His father paid the price of being a whistleblower one too many times. It turned out that William was wrong about another anti-nausea drug used in pregnancy called Debendox, taken by around 30 million women with no evidence of harm. McBride, the elder, was labelled a man of misplaced conviction and got struck off the medical register. David McBride's Road to Damascus McBride found his own road to Damascus. He spoke to Michael West about how it was the CIA that grew the poppy heroin in Afghanistan and not the Taliban. And it's particularly ironic and, and disgusting to me because we, I did years and years of training, both at law school in Oxford and, and in the military, and I knew that that wasn't right. I knew that you couldn't kill people um, for being even involved in organised crime. You couldn't just make that connection and just say, oh, well, you must be part of an insurgency. Not necessarily, and they don't, you can't just do the death threat, but they've got away with that. Um, and the poppy's come back. And now the and 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 there is credible evidence that the CIA are involved in the growing of the poppy. So it's become it's become sort of disgusting. We try to paint the Taliban as these evil people, and there was a lot of propaganda that said they were behind the poppy and whatever. Actually, the opposite was true. Trust in the system. David McBride learnt to distrust the system, at least parts of it. The question is, what do we put in its place? I've been treated very fairly by the AFP, uh, by the Crown prosecutors, by all the the, the Canberra uh, judges and magistrates I've appeared before. I've, I, I can't speak highly enough of them. They've been so good. I've got no fear of the judiciary. Um, and I, uh, uh, if we have to have a secret trial, a judge alone trial, I'm, 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 I say that's fine. It takes a long time to work out an alternative to the system. Truth is, an alternative is as elusive as ever. Every war throws up its whistleblowers, often because of their own experience of the injustice in war. The Vietnam War threw up its most decorated soldier as a whistleblower, Colonel David Hackworth. Whistleblowers often come from the ranks of conservatives. 
Hackworth's dissatisfaction with the Vietnam War ultimately culminated in a television interview with the ABC. On June 27, 1971, he appeared on a program, Issues and Answers, and strongly criticised US commanders in Vietnam, saying the war could not be won and called for US withdrawal. Hackworth often appeared at anti-war rallies until the US was finally defeated in 1975. Hackworth made one last appearance on the world stage as Lieutenant Colonel Bill Kilgore, a character in the film Apocalypse Now. Like Hackworth, Kilgore was an air cavalry officer, played by Robert Duvall, made famous for the line, I love the smell of napalm in the morning. The character, obsessed with surfing, thought napalm was the smell of victory. Come in the morning. Smells like victory. Someday this war's gonna end. Isn't the real problem our relationship with the United States? Australia followed the US into Vietnam, Iraq, and Afghanistan. Some of the massacres become more comprehensible when a whistleblower comes out declaring we have gone too far. That person may or may not be turned into a martyr. In the case of David Hackworth, the generals decided that his career accomplishments outweighed his supposed misdeeds and that prosecuting an outspoken war hero would result in unneeded bad publicity for the army. But do soothsayers like Hackworth, McBride, Assange, Snowden, Manning and others, do they do anything to prevent countries repeating their mistakes by going to war? On the evidence, it would seem not. This is Ian Kerr, 4PR, Voice of the People, signing off for now. The masters of war You build the big guns build the death planes You build all the bombs You that hide behind walls You that hide behind desks I just want you to know I can see through your masks You that 
never done nothing But build and destroy You play with my world Like it's your little toy You put a gun in my hands And you hide from my eyes And you turn and run faster when the fast bullets fly Like Judas of old You lie in deceit If war can be won You want me to believe But I see through your eyes Like I see through your brain Like I see through the water that runs down my brain Passing all the triggers For others to fire Then you sit back and watch As the death count gets higher You hide in your mansions While the young people's blood Pulls out of their bodies And gets buried in the mud Is your money that good? Does it buy you forgiveness? Do you think that it should? Well, I think you will find When your debt takes its toll That all of your money will never buy back your soul that you die And your death will come soon And I'll follow your casket On a pale afternoon And I'll watch as you're lowered 